this is Charlotte Wessels and you're watching Interview on Your Fire. This is a sonnet for your soul, that it always will remain. All right, everyone, welcome back to a brand new edition and brand new season number nine, actually, of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, along with a very special guest, the immensely talented Dutch singer-songwriter and Charlotte Wessels. Uh, Charlotte, this is an honor. Obviously, I told you last time we uh, we saw each other technically in Dallas. Uh, thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Now, Charlotte, this is an exciting time of the year for you with the release of your first full-length solo album, Tales from Six Feet Under, drops September 17th on Napalm Records. And I just want to commend you on all of the well-deserved recognition it's been getting so far, especially with those handful of singles that dropped like Victor, Soft Revolution, Lizzie, which features your collaboration with Elisa White Blues, and definitely more where that came from. There's just plenty of amazing things to discover about this unique album and who you are all about. But before we get to all that and beyond, and we, we talked about so many things before our interview. How are you, Charlotte? I know it's a simple yet important question. I know it's been quite the roller coaster for you personally for yeah. the last 15 months. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right. I, uh, I, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it is a loaded question, isn't it? No, I uh, I am I am doing all right. Uh, I'm spending a lot of time down here, which I really enjoy. Um, I've taken on quite some projects, and then of course I'm still doing the song every month, which is also how um, Tales from Six Feet Under came to be. So a compilation of these songs that were born right here. I have a feeling that I have to emphasize that it's a compilation um, of kind of songs that were released in their own right because the the it's a very eclectic uh, eclectic bunch, you know. And also, you know, the drums are the drums are programmed and all of that stuff. So I feel like I have to put that out there, and the the record will make more sense. Um, but yeah, it's been good. Uh, there's been it's been a really intense year. Uh, it's been a very heavy year with the with the split. Um, there's also been like really good things. Like I've started the the Patreon last year, and I never expected that that would take flight the way it did. Um, and uh, yeah, and then right now, like right now today, now like uh, I mentioned, like um, many projects I've. I think that after the split, I took on like a whole bunch of projects because it was also like, don't fall into a black hole, you know? <laughs> and uh, so right now there's just a lot, like there's a yeah. lot and um, I'm enjoying it. Um, but it's also, I'm also glad that it's summer and that maybe, you know, at one point I can launch into some somewhere. I haven't yeah. done a lot of launching in the last couple of months. Yeah, let's let's make sure you do that. You know, making the best of the situation is it's an easier said than done process. And I'm I'm glad to see that you're doing what you're doing and something that you've done, you know, obviously before this pandemic, you know, you've been at this for nearly, you know, two decades, Charlotte, you know, uh, 2004 comes to mind, maybe even yes. before that. Of, of course, the last time I saw you was in Dallas with Amorphous and Annika Van Yersbergen and who we've had the privilege to host both of those amazing artists on this show, you know, whether it's your solo work, whether it's with Delane or Phantasma, Countermove, uh, Elysium, Camelot. I mean, that list goes on. 
I, I do begin to wonder, you know, how was the touring life and the live music experience for you personally? Because you've done some extensive touring, you know, you played at Download, you performed at Bang Your Head, Vakken, 70,000 tons of metal. And we've all been kind of just forced to take this unexpected step back. And I'm sure that this time lately has made you develop or growing appreciation of the touring life, right? Like what was your favorite part about just touring in general? I think that the energy of being on a stage, I think there's nothing that quite compares to it. The weird thing is, like, I've been going through a little bit of a process during the, this pandemic, and I think that a lot of musicians have. Like, I, I talk to colleagues, and some of them are like, I'm going crazy, I need to be on a stage now, what the fuck is happening? And some of them are like, you know what, I'm actually enjoy enjoying this time off. Like I've been touring for, for, for decades. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's nice to be at home. Like everyone kind of deals with it in a different way. And I don't think that there is a right or wrong way to it. As for myself, when the pandemic um, hit, we also had our challenges within the band, obviously. Um, so I was kind of relieved that we didn't have to rush um finding a resolution to that because we had to be in a state this is really weird but i really think that you know with all of the sadness about the split which is there which is still there one thing that kind of puts my mind at ease is that we had a lot of time to really look at all the different possibilities like can we can we continue in a similar way right um if we if we had that rush by being on the stage then that would have probably been, yeah, you know, we could have made the wrong decision. We could have carried on without uh, solving what was happening. We could have quit without knowing. Then you would always have that what if, you know, what if. Um, so I am not mad at the time that we had to figure things out, even with the conclusion that we came to. Um, then another thing was that at that point last year, I was also going uh, to therapy myself for some uh, body issues, basically. Uh, I've, I've had a history of uh, disordered eating. And I think, and this is something that I can only say in, in retrospect, because some of my friends said this to me and I was like, oh my God, you're right. Um, I was doing that therapy in a year that I was not on a stage. And I think that the fact that I didn't have to be in a position where I was at least feeling like I was looked at and maybe judged, you know, all the time. Right. Kind of helped me to uh, take a step back and also let go of certain expectations that I had for myself from what I needed to be. Um, and this all sounds like, oh, it was perfect not being on the stage. I'm getting there. So at one point I thought, you know what, maybe a few months ago, at one point I was like, maybe I'm just happier just being here in the studio, just doing work behind the scenes, releasing songs. And I, I don't have to do the whole touring thing anymore. Then I got an opportunity to do some live stream gigs. And I was, I was in a music club on the stage. There were three people in the audience because it was COVID, nobody could be there. So it was mm -hmm. my husband. And then, um, and then Timo's fiance, and you know, one of the technical, and we were on stage and like, there was nobody there. There was no real life atmosphere to speak of. And still we were there and we started playing. And I was like, even like this, nothing fucking compares to this. 
Um, and I was so, so happy to be performing again. Yeah. So I feel it's a weird emotion. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not grateful for the pandemic. I'm grateful for the time that I, that I've had to kind of step back from it to realize that, um, I won't permanently step back from it. Yeah. That's that's kind of. And, and, and what I'm also connecting with you on here is that it, it also allowed you for a way to connect with yourself that you may have not been able to connect before, you know, and obviously yeah. with this pandemic, and I'm sure I can speak for your, uh, speak for myself, a lot of people out there, uh, a lot of people have shown their true colors, you know, during this pandemic, and whether it's good or bad, you really find out a lot about yourself. I'll tell you this, I, I haven't, I've been to the ER the most, like the hospital, I've been to the hospital the most in this last year than I have any other time. Who would have mm. thunk if you would have told me that I would be in a hospital during a pandemic, not for the, not for the cause of the pandemic, but something completely different. I would think you'd be insane, but I can totally relate to what you're talking about. You know, uh, another thing that happened during this pandemic, I do want to touch on this because there's a lot of sadness. Let's talk about something that's been great for you because you created something unique, which allowed you to connect with your passionate fans. I'm going to, co- I'm going to quote you here, by the way. I will show you the paint behind the painting and the singing behind the songs. Let's cut out the middleman and see how wild this thing can get. This Patreon. And in this Patreon, you built such a strong community amongst your fans and followers with this creative music you put out, which we will touch on here in a second. Uh, and where you let your supporters take a deep dive with you and see what you have been working on behind the scenes and everything that you do. For the listeners who are out there, if you don't believe me, go to YouTube and watch the video for Masterpiece and you'll see what I'm talking about. Do you have just any words to just just describe this whole experience? I'm sure it's helped you get through this crazy time we are all in, of course. Uh, definitely. Um, it, it is still wild to me that this uh, that this group of people that so graciously have been the support system that they um that they are here that they connect to each other that they connect to the the platform that i've been trying to make like when i when i started i thought i am going to start a patreon and if i'm lucky you will have something like that within a few years you know you uh, and uh, the the thing that surprised me most is uh, well a the number of people that joined like straight from the beginning, um, and but also the 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 level of commitment and the level of interaction that is there on the Patreon. Um, I they talk a lot about like giving back to me like when they did they did a lyrical video for mm-hmm. uh masterpiece which was which was a secret like i didn't know that they were doing that i, love that. I saw that i love that i love that they did that i cried uh i even teared lot. up like watching that masterpiece like watching your reaction i'm like sonny what are you doing don't 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 do it yeah <laughs> uh, how much of a big you know i've been following from your music for such a long time and just seeing this round out to what it is today i think it's just um yeah, it's I mean, you can't make this up. <laughs> no. And, and the thing is, like when they when they did that, they they were talking about giving back. And I was like, you know, you guys, that's ridiculous. You guys are the ones that have been giving to me from the start. Like the fact that that I am able through their support to be a musician and uh, to be able to pay my mixer, my master, my photographer, my film guys, you know, everyone 
through through their support like that to me is like that is such a it's a luxury position to be in it's very humbling yeah and uh um i i don't feel like they have to feel like they should give back because they're already giving um but i'm very grateful that they regard yeah. it that way like that the fact that it feels like you know, an equal exchange, and that's uh, that's that's. I, oh, I don't no, really have words for it. <laughs> no, no, that, that's okay, and that counts as yeah. an answer because I think that also shows the impact you have had on the fans throughout the years. It's not just something that just you know happened. This is building up to that moment, and it really shows how impressive your whole career has been up to this point. And this is just adding on to that, you know. And uh, I, I don't know if you want to add something something else I, I think you yeah have to no I I was about to hook in on what you said because I've been uh I've been speaking with some um there's some research going on in the Netherlands about music and music and giving and like new ways of making music and funding music and I was asked to speak about that because the um the Patreon in this extent like it's not used a lot you know in the Netherlands so mm -hmm. I was invited to speak about it and also talk to other people who were doing a Patreon and I think that um, like it has to match what you do in general and for me like I enjoy I really enjoy like connecting with the people who listen to the music like it hasn't always been possible in the last couple of years, especially when the shows got bigger. But I always really enjoyed just hanging out after a show, having a beer with with yeah. you know with with fans and listeners. Like if 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 I can, if I don't have like a five shows in a row streak. Um, but it's like I feel like I've I feel like I've always been trying to connect to people as much as possible, and the Patreon is kind of making it official. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. Look, i mean simple things like that just grabbing a beer with just people you know like it's yeah. i mean now is nowadays i mean i feel like that's just a uh that's a lot to ask for and um i feel like it's i mean you've said it perfectly yeah but i also and and i also felt like sorry i could talk about this forever oh yeah felt, that's fine uh, was yours? <laughs> i i also felt because there's also like there's also a balance there you know because i don't want to do a patreon to be like um to be like oh you know this is exclusive content like the the one decision that i made before i thought about even doing this is like this is where the music really has to live this is really where the base of all the new things has got to be um i don't want to i don't want to charge people to see what my house looks like or what my what my cat looks like or my garden looks like you know it's it's really got to be it's it's really got to be the main thing that makes new music happen and that is the way that i can really make it uh worthwhile for people um yeah that's something i wanted to add sometimes i'm afraid that people will think like you know it's a subscription system to get to just get closer to an artist or something and while it's absolutely true um because you know the things that have been happening and the connection and the community that has been growing like i didn't expect that myself um this is not the main point you know the main point is just to yeah. to make new music make new project make new things i don't know maybe there's going to be non-music things too in the future um 
Yeah. Hey, hey, it's it's only goal. been one year, Charlotte. I'm sure there's right, exactly. you, you're going to yeah. be able to explore so many other venues, which is that I love ha- just the fact that you have the opportunity, opportunity. That's the key word that you have the opportunity to even express yeah. yourself in, in more ways that you, again, I sound like a broken record uh, that you may not been ha- been able to do before in the past. And um, I know we talked about everything except the solo album, uh, the Tales from Six Feet Under dropped September 17th um, on Napalm Records. Now, if I may, I'm going to go ahead and do a short review here because my mind is going to explode if I don't get this out there because you alternated between, I'm going to quote you again, eclectic. You talked about eclectic, the sounds of the melancholic alt pop and the synth infused rock. It was very intimate very honest and even you even have the traditional heavy metal elements in there you definitely have really honed in to your identity if you didn't already do that before i mean jazz singing classical singing i mean this had it all you know i begin to think you know songs like superhuman to the dutch dialect afkeken hopefully i'm saying that correctly to victor to the gerard mccann cover of cry little sister that made me my personal favorite that that came out of left field like oh my goodness that may be the best version of that i'm i'm just a fan out there but of course soft revolution you know uh uh, walk me through this because you had that natural maturation to your sound was that that sense of comfortability for you in the studio charlotte knowing that you had full control over how over how you wanted this record to sound because it was recorded in your six feet under home studio like yeah. that you're in right now yeah yeah everything is uh from here like i brought it to like with the exception of the song that i've done with elisa where she did some uh arranging as well and singing obviously yeah um with the exception of that like everything everything was made here uh obviously i, I like i'm not like a multi-instrumentalist like I'm not drumming in here like I I program my drum like any other nerd um <laughs> that's a good uh, thing it's a it's a good thing and I really like it um it's it yeah I've yeah how do I start what do you want to say Charlotte I just really enjoy sitting down here and um just deciding like what kind of song am I going to do today and I usually just go to sounds that inspire me and a line will pop up and I will go wherever that takes me and in the beginning I just had a whole pile of songs that I kind of wanted to get out there because they've been they've been on a shelf for a while and they didn't fit the lane or anything else that I was doing so in the beginning I had that um and I still have quite some of those things but I also kind of already moved on like um how do I say that the learning curve has been really steep in the last year and some of those uh older ideas that I started out with like I started out thinking you know if I just finish the song ideas that I already have I can do three years of Patreon with the songs a month um but by now I already think that um, maybe my standard has gone off. Oh, yeah. So maybe some of you already set the bar higher without even knowing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I, I feel like I could still put them out as demos or whatever. But I, I, the the pressure for the song of the bu- month is definitely building because now I want each one to yeah. be better than the previous one. But I, I've got to tell myself like, if you're doing a song every month, that is a setup where you can throw in the weird ones or the you know the odd ones. I also think that that's one of the things that made this album or this compilation album or whatever you want to call it. I think that that 
that makes it delightfully weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, throughout this entire interview, we haven't really had to describe this record because that's what it is. It's an experience. You know, with Tales from Six Feet Under, you really have this, I mean, even throughout your career, you have this exceptional ability to express the most like sincere feelings and emotions within your art. You know, Soft Revolution, I'm just going to put that as an example. Like the first the first couple of lines in that is, uh, oh, nothing here's okay, and that's okay. We'll be mm -hmm. here from now on. It really resonates at a time like today. You know, I, I feel like there was like a theme to this album. Like if, if, and if that's true, you know, how important are themes to you, Charlotte? Is that, you know, to what level do you like to have something like that for your music? Did you have that idea going into Tales from Yeah, I've shifted a little bit in that over the years. Uh, I, like, I always feel like there should be a message that you're conveying with the songs. Mm -hmm. um, and for example, Soft Revolution, like I was, I was going through things, but I, everybody was going through things, you know, I, I don't think that um, a lot of people went like whistling through a pandemic like that. Um, for me, it's always the, the art is taking the feeling and uh, making it, making it, making it relatable. It's not like I want to put like, and it has to be relatable because it, it shouldn't be about me. You know, when you're listening, it should be about you. Um, and I think that the challenge for me is always like, how do I take the focus away from me at the moment where I think of a line because it pops up and it pops up usually because, you know, something that you're feeling, uh, how do I take the focus away from me and put it in a place where, you know, a listener can feel empowered by it. And what I used to do um, years ago when I was, for example, talking about, I've become a lot more open about things like things like the eating disorder. I wouldn't talk about it years ago. Um, like what I used to do was like, I would take that line and then I would make everything so abstract that no one could know what it was about. And it would sound poetic, but no one would have a clue what it was about. And especially in that, when you're talking about themes, like I'm trying to change that when there is like the first part is being more open about it, but still like, I don't want to be like an exhibitionist, like here are my feelings, you know, deal with them. If, if there is a certain thing that, uh, that pops up, but I don't necessarily want to write a song about that, or I, or it's a feeling that I'm not really proud of having because you know everyone has them yeah. uh you know jealousy or whatever of course um then what i usually do is i find a i find i find a, a piece of fiction that kind of centers that emotion because then i feel like okay so now i know that if i sing about this piece of fiction that i am conveying the emotions from a place that is true that is you know is something that i'm feeling but it's also not about me but i think that that's that in my like in my experience now i think that that is a better way to deal with the things that you don't really want to put out there because then it's still a story then you don't have to make it abstract you just make it fiction mm -hmm. um and for me it it's like it's uh it's a relief to be able to make things fiction and in that way, everything can be a story. And in that, that way, everyone knows what you're talking about. Because I, I love, like, for example, I, I'm very fond of Muse. Oh, am I going to say something negative about one of my 
Okay, so I love Muse, but I don't think the lyrics are the best lyrics. So I can I can really love music where the lyrics aren't really my thing. But you know, when they are, it's like the icing yeah. on the cake, though. Yeah. That's that's so I always try shout to shout out to Muse, by the way. We love Muse. We love you guys. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I grew love up with I grew up with that music. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. They're the first band I ever went to. Maybe we got to cut that out. So there is this um there is this band that I won't name where they're they're okay, never mind. Cut it out, cut it out. Yeah. No, Muse is Muse is really one of my favorite bands. No, I, I love Muse. And and I also want to say thank you for sharing what you did because it's not easy to talk about the struggles that you have been through, you know, about you know, you're more open now. And I really appreciate that you shared that with us. And I'm, I'm going to let you get to your friends here. I know, I know uh, your friends are you're about to have a party now, which is good. You, we need more of that. And um, I'm going to finish. It's so because... nice just to have a few people over. Like, not it even is, a right? Lot, but I know. have a visitor, you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I mean, enjoy yourself. Make sure you do that too. And uh, I know it's, again, that's an easier said than done thing these days. And I'm struggling with it myself. But, you know, mm-hmm. from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, which we have discussed about Charlotte, uh, again, nearly two decades and culminating handful of albums and songs and dedication to your craft, spending, of course, spending majority of that sharing the stage with their bandmates and Delane. And of course, the worldwide touring cycles you've completed, the dedicating and growing fan base you have had all this time. And now we're kind of entering a new chapter here. What is the most rewarding part, Charlotte, for someone like you? who is now at this point in their career at the same time has been involved with so many other different aforementioned, you know, brilliant artists, fans, people throughout that timeline. Do you ever just stop for a moment to take a look back at how far you've come? I don't know. That's good. <laughs> Maybe I should though. Maybe I should though. I mean, it's okay if you don't, you know, I, I, I you know, for me, you know, it's like, I think it's easy to lose track of yourself, uh, you know, the more successful you are. And sometimes, you know, it could be important to just push everything back and just take a look at it from the outside and, and just, you know, just yeah. ex- exhale and then go back into it and figure out why you do what you do. I don't know. No, I actually think it's good. I should, I should do that more, more often. Uh, I can imagine that that also, um, I think you're doing that in a way, at least, you know, with the Patreon, you know, you're, yes. you know, now you're no longer with Delane. Of course, that's a sad departure, but it allowed you to, again, express yourself in a way you've never been able to express yourself before. Yeah. That's another way. Yeah, to that's right. It. And that's good. And, I think um, I answered it for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. I have uh, got an easy job tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, Charlotte, uh, this has been such an honor. I can't wait till we do this again in person this time. Actually say hi to each other because last time yeah. we, were kind of, we were both in the same room in two different places. <laughs> I look forward to being back in Dallas. I really yeah. somehow I really enjoy being in Dallas. Do you remember the crowd? Like the crowd loved you there. Yeah. It was, I remember that. It was such a I've great- had a couple of birthdays in Dallas. Like it's usually like what because we birthday? always do those spring tours and it's May 13th. Um, so Wait, I've had... May, th- May 13th is your birthday? Yeah. That's my brother's birthday. What the ah. heck? <laughs> that you is crazy. Think? And yeah. my best friend's birthday is on May 13th. Insane. Anyway, that's... Um, so, yeah. Having said that, I hope to see you and that we'll do the... Maybe we'll do the vegan cauliflower wing challenge. We'll see. Yeah, that would be great. I love <laughs> I love vegan cauliflower. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte, uh, do you? Oh, of course, of course. And uh, do you have any last words, just any shout outs you'd like to plug in or mention as far as Tales from Six Feet Under before we finish things off here? I don't know if you have a new uh, music video or I don't know what you can and cannot say. 
Ah, I've got a I've got a new video coming up on awesome. Wednesday noon CET. Um, and Tim Funku made it, and Tim's a photographer, a friend of mine. Uh, I think a lot of people from this team will probably know him. He's done a lot yeah, of work. I know him. He's 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 uh he's amazing yeah. at what he does. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm uh, really excited that um, he's taking the leap into video with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and everyone who's listening, this is the legendary Charlotte Wessels. Tales from Six Feet Under dropped September 17th on Napalm Records. Please, 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 if you could buy the record. You know, it's uh, easier said than done. Request again. The fans can't. You know, the, the artists can't do it without the fans' help. And I still buy records that's sitting in the corner of my room today. I'm old-fashioned like that. I still buy records. And don't forget to check out Charlotte's Patreon. How can the uh, followers uh, follow your Patreon? Is there a link? Yeah, it's patreon.com slash Charlotte Vessels. Easy. Yeah, perfect. And make sure you follow her on the socials. You can listen to this podcast and interview on literally every major stream out there, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, You can check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Charlotte, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Stay safe out there. Have a good time tonight with your friends. Chill, relax, enjoy yourself, and I will talk to you next time. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good day over there. All right. This is a sonnet for your soul that it always will remain untamed. This is a ballad for your dreams. May they never wake you up in vain. This is a sonnet for your soul. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.